folks, welcome back once again to the Rich Core Yanks podcast. Well, the Yankees are struggling. The Yankees can't get a hit. Uh, the offensive woes continue for the Yankees, but not for the Rich Core Yanks podcast. As Rich and Dylan are back with a fresh new episode, hot off the presses of the show for you guys. Rich and Dylan, we're going to kick around uh, the Yankee struggles, the offensive woes thus far. What can the Yankees do to stop it? Uh, we got some good trivia today. Will Dylan bounce back from last week's debacle, or will he continue his downward spiral? Uh, mailbag, this date in baseball history, all that good stuff coming at you right now on the Rich Corey Yanks podcast. Stay tuned. Can I have your attention, please? I have something I think you all ought to know about. It seems that Mrs. Phelps doesn't think too highly of our worth. She put this team together because she thought we'd be bad enough to finish dead last, knocking attendance down to the point where she could move the team to Miami and get rid of all of us for better personnel. Even me? Even you, Dorn. What if we don't finish last? She'll replace you with somebody who will. After this season, you'll be sent back to the minors or given your outright release. Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole fucking thing. It's going to take 32 more victories to win this thing. Every time we win, we peel a section.
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time again for the Rich Cranks Podcast with Rich and Dill. Season 4, Episode 7, Episode 102 overall. I guess I don't really need to say that part anymore. I was kind of saying that other part as we got to close to 100. So I guess I'll just go back to the Season 4, Episode 7. I'll stop boring you people with the details until we hit another milestone. But Dylan, how goes it, sir? Um, I'm suffering from allergies, but other than that, pretty good. How's the weather up there in New York? Uh, it's very hit or miss, I'd say. Uh, right now, let's see, what, what do we got? Seems to be the, the, the thing this year up north is uh, unseasonably warm or unseasonably cold. Yes, so it's 56 right now and cloudy, but two weeks ago it was like high 80s all week, so. I guess I should do a comparison to give you the weather where I'm at here in yeah. Florida. Let's see the Florida it's weather. currently 85 degrees. Mm. We're going to max out this week at 92 not so, too bad yet. No, it's 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 awful. It's all bad. I'm having, I'm having a real anti-Florida day today. I showed up at work today and uh, basically told everybody, God, I hate this state. I want to get the hell out of here. It's miserable and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, all right, so we need to make this an early day. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw your uh, Instagram story. Ah, terrible. Right? Nothing, nothing, worse than, nothing worse than waking up to humidity at like 3 in the morning. It's brutal. Anyway, enough about my problems. All right, let's get to the show real quick. Your audio clips this week are going to be on Aaron Boone. Talked about the first series loss that the Yankees had this year. Anthony Volpe on his struggles. I thought this was important to put in here because I wanted to see how he reacted to an actual baseball question dealing with struggling. Um, And uh, Anthony Rizzo talking about the issue with the Blue Jays and that whole thing. We'll get into that a little bit later on here. But before we start, let's get up to our usual roster news or injury notes, essentially. Um, the Yankees signed free agent Cole Calhoun. Dylan, did you remember him playing with yep. the Angels? Okay, so the center the minor backs. leagues, former Gold Glove winner, I guess just for depth. Um, they send him to the minor leagues. Um, Josh Donaldson re-injured himself on his rehab rehab, rehab assignment. Um, he's going to be out at least another couple more weeks. I'm fine with um, that. <laughs> everybody <laughs> seems to be. Well, I will talk about that. Uh, second MRI was clean on Carlos Rodon. He had another one because his, as Aaron Boone said, his back was acting kind of weird on him. It was barking. That's he what he said. It was barking. Said. Okay, his back was barking. So turns out that that MRI was clean and it's just normal. So he's resuming his baseball activities, which is basically right now just him playing catch, I fear. Uh, Harrison Bader is currently on a rehab start with Somerset, uh, but they're saying he's going to need at least two weeks. They're looking at May 5th. Um, I see here is the expected date. The day after Star Wars Day. Well, that's primarily because he didn't have half of spring training. He only yeah. went through half of spring training. So even if he is healthy, quote unquote, he still needs to get up to speed with at-bats playing the field and stuff like that. So some other injury news that I have here. Uh, Sevi threw a bullpen session. He'll throw again on Friday. So he threw one yesterday. That was Monday. And bad news for Lou Trevino. His right, he has right elbow discomfort after doing some rehab work in Tampa. He's going to fly to New York and be reevaluated in New York. So mm. bad news for Trevino. Um, and I think that's it on the injury front. Giancarlo Stanton, basically, to quote on his injuries, I'm sure you guys have seen it. His quote was, it's unacceptable this often. The team relies on me and I can't have this continue to happen and put us in tough spots where we're not prepared for. It's my duty and responsibility to be out there. Well, Lottie freaking die. That's great. He's, 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 uh, he's doesn't happy. change the fact that you're injured, buddy. As, as Michael K likes to say, uh, sorry, doesn't fix the lamp. So it's, it's, it's done. It is what it is. Nothing you can do. Uh, I saw a stat the other day that said he has uh, played in less than 50% of the Yankee games that he's 
since he's come over to the Yankees. It's like 47 point something percent games he's only played in. So less than half the amount of games that he's been eligible for he's played in. So when he's on the field, he's a great asset. He's a, he's a bomb. He's a threat. But when he doesn't play, he doesn't play. So I guess we should start with that. Uh, let's talk about the injuries first. Um, Bill, that's where I wanted to start. Josh Donaldson, you chimed in. You're okay with him uh, if he stays away forever? Or? Uh, well, I would like to have him there, like present, because mm-hmm. of his, you know, his chippiness. Like even on the bench, you know, he adds a little bit of something, and then he always be a replacement. Yeah. For like late innings, for defense, but um. Doesn't yeah, pretty much I, the table offensively. He hasn't. He hasn't. But I mean, neither is anybody else at the bottom of our lineup right now. Our yeah. lineup, our lineup is 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 abysmal right now. I saw here. I'll give you a quick stat, and this was this film doesn't have any of this. This is just stuff that I'm looking at today. Who's the worst team in baseball right now? Would you say? I don't even know. Um, the, the Oakland A's, right? We can yeah. agree oh, that they're yeah, probably yeah. The, the worst baseball team. Okay. Uh, the New York Yankees have 166 total hits this season. The Oakland A's have 171. So the Oakland A's are out hitting the New York Yankees. If that doesn't say anything about this offense, um, I don't know what does. So the Yankees, I mean, we're, 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 we're in the exact spot we were in the playoffs the last few years, which is we just don't hit, and we don't hit in crucial times. Um, the only thing that's been our saving grace, I would say, is our starting pitching. Our starting pitching has been very good outside of Clark Schmidt. Um, you know, Brito struggled one start, but he would, that last night's game wasn't his fault. He pitched well enough to get a win. I know these guys aren't going to be there long term, and I know the Yankees keep saying, "Oh, you know, Aaron Boone, we're injured. We're, we're, we're what is he? What did he say the other day? Oh, we're, we're nicked up, or we're banged up, or something like that." He seems to like the word "banged." I don't know, but I, I it is what it is. Like if you don't have depth, like especially if it's a starting pitcher, that's on our that's our fault. Like if you, so, Sevy's out, uh, Rodon is out. It is what it is. That's you're expecting at least two starters to go out. I mean, Garrett Cole's pitching out of his mind. Nestor's been great, but outside of that, Herman's actually been very good too. He's um, picking it up. Outside of things, yeah, he's been, he's been decent too. But he was only. I mean, he's supposed to be our fifth starter. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, I get frustrated like this every year because we look at the lineup. Like me and Dylan talk about the lineup. We weeks before or during the offseason, we go, oh, look at this lineup on paper. It's great. Look at this rotation. It's it's maybe the best in baseball. And then we start the season with not that rotation and a shell of our lineup. And I, I mean, that leads us right into what I want to talk about first, which is our uh, replacements. And I thought it would be good for us to go through and kind of rank how we thought the replacements were doing. Um, so let's go one by one, Dylan. I'll get your perspective. IKF, how do you think he's been doing? I feel like he doesn't play a lot, even though he's a replacement. So it's kind yeah. of hard to say. It, basically the same as last year, I'd say. I'd, I'd say I agree with you. Uh, his defense in center field has been surprising. He's been he's been he's been effective, and he is literally. I mean, if I could, if I could take somebody and mold a perfect utility guy off the bench, it would probably be IKF because you don't really care if they get hits or not. But the guy can play all over the field. He's fast. He can make things happen. That's great. The problem yeah. is we were paying him to be a, sh- a starting shortstop, so. And he's not that. So, but I mean, as far as his role as a replacement player, day one this year, I'd say he's been fine. I mean, the guy can play in the infield, he can play the outfield defensively. He hasn't hurt us, but he hasn't hit a lick. He is not hitting. So, all right. So, how's DJ LeMahieu doing now? Even though he's starting right now, technically he is a replacement guy. He's going to be that utility swing man. What'd you say? How's he doing this year? DJ's DJ. You know, you get what you expect from him. We're not going to get the 2019 DJ probably ever again, but he's he's still there. 
he's hitting the ball very well. Um, he's definitely in, uh, injury free. It looks like, and you can definitely see the difference from when he was injured last year. Uh, as far as his the way he swings, and just gets his bat out. His his eye at the plate is much better. He's barking at the umps a lot on close calls. So that's a real big judge for me. Like when I see guys bark because they missed a pitch, then I know that they're struggling. When I see guys barking because they took a pitch that they know was a ball and it was a strike because they're seeing the ball very well, that tells me they're in a good place. And yeah, DJ and he can play everywhere. So played first base. He's played third base this year. He's played second. So. I have no problem with DJ, although he is technically starting right now. So, all right, what about Franchi? Franchi Cordova came out hot and he's and cooled then off. Sim- yeah, simmered he's, off. He's, he's cooled off. It's almost I like – go ahead. I'm sorry. I think the problem was they compared him to Matt Carpenter. And that right off of the bat. Down. Right yeah. off the bat. It's kind of like I, – I, I think I said this early in spring training when we were talking about what the, what the outfield situation was going to be before we knew Bader was going to get hurt. And I said, I think we'll probably just sign a bunch of veterans and then just see if we can get lucky for a couple of weeks. And I think that's what that Calhoun signing is. That's what the um, uh, the Franchi signing is. That's what – who's the other one that we had? Ortega. Uh, a bunch of these guys that we bring in just to see Now Cole what, Calhoun. Yeah, to see what sticks for a couple of weeks. Um, if Bader comes back, I'm very excited to see Bader. I think Bader – is exactly what we need. He's more speed, which the Yankees have been great speed-wise this year. But our bottom of the lineup is awful. It's awful. Our our bottom of the lineup consistently has had Willie Calhoun, um, Franchi Cordova. Um, when you put Higgy in there or, or or Jose at the bottom of that lineup, it's just awful. It's it's really bad. Like there's once you you got DJ batting number five. You know what I mean? He's he's not a he's not a five hitter. Like, so like, you, I don't know, you just, it's, it's really bad right now. And I know they're just doing, it's April. So they're doing a wait and see, but the hot start that the Rays have gotten off to, we're digging ourselves a pretty, pretty hefty hole. You know, when you're, when you're six, seven games back in April already, it takes yeah. a lot to make up six, seven games in the standings, especially against a team that you're competing with. You got to win a lot of games and they got to lose a lot of games. Now, everybody needs to pump the brakes about the Tampa Rays. Okay, please. I, I got a, a buddy down here, my boss, who's a huge Rays fan. I get the call every single morning. Oh, we're the greatest team in history. We're going to break all these records. I was like, dude, pump the brakes. You've played the Nationals, the Reds, the Oakland Athletics, the White Sox, the Red Sox. You have not played. They're playing Houston now, who's the first decent team that they've played really the far here. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Pirates stop are it. good this year, though. Pirates are good right now. But let's. Well, that's a great example of what I was saying. These teams get, get hot in the beginning of the year, like the Pirates. Let's be honest. Look at the standings right now. Are the Pirates and the Rays going to be in first place at the end of the year? No, they're not. They're all going to come back down to earth, so people need to relax. Uh, the Pirates are a good story. I want the Pirates to be good. I want the Reds to be good. I want the A's to be good. These are great franchises, and baseball is better when they're good. But that's a whole other conversation that we'll have. So, um, What about Schmidt and uh, Brito? What do you think? How do you think a job they've been doing? Filling in the rotation? Schmidt is showing that he is a reliever. Yes, I absolutely agree. Two, um, three inning guy, Max. Yeah, he could be a long reliever guy. Yeah, no problem. But he, he just can't be a starter. It's just no. I agree. He's he's on that. He's definitely not a starter. And he's then uh, Brito. Yeah, and then and then Brito has. He had the great starts, and now he's kind of coming back down to earth. I mean, but you already got more than you expected from him, so 
Yeah, I mean, I Sorry. think the, the plan was if you could go out there and get two or three starts out of him until Sevier, one of these guys come back, you would take that in a second. Um, he's got good stuff. I think you send him back down to AAA and let him work the rest of the year, and then maybe next year he is a potential guy for the rotation. We don't have a lot of those. Like, I don't remember the last guy that we brought up, maybe Montgomery, that, that was from the, from the system, like a stud pitcher that we brought up that was ready to go. Like, I know Schmidt technically is, but I, I agree with you. I think he's a reliever. Um, maybe Michael King could be that one day, but he's been pretty effective in the bullpen. Um, Debbie Garcia, they just made a reliever down in the minors because he isn't doing what he needs to do. So we really don't have any studs down there that are on their way up. So Brito, Brito, how do you say it? Brito? The Jeff Nelson on Brito. the broad, broad, broadcast was calling him Burrito all night. It was pretty funny last night. Johnny Burrito. Johnny Burrito, yeah. Not, not jokingly either. He just instinctively was calling him Burrito. So I think if you send him down to the minors um, and let him get some more seasoning, I think potentially he could be good. Um, again, we don't have depth at that at that thing. So if there's any moves that the Yankees make early on as far as trades or acquisitions and stuff, it's definitely good for be for arms. Because, I mean, do you trust Semi to stay healthy all year long? Do I trust Rodon to stay healthy all year long, even though he's going to be here for years to come? It's a back issue. Like, I, I, I don't know. You know, who knows with that? So I think we're spot on as far as the replacements are concerned. Um, speaking of Seve and, and rivalries and stuff like that, the Yankees dropped their first series of the year to the Blue Jays, the one team that you wouldn't want to drop a series to. Things got a little chippy with uh, Weissert and Rizzo and Vlad. He, he gets hit and then stares down um, stares down Weissert until Rizzo finally tells him, you know, shut up and run the first base. What are your thoughts on the uh, incident? Was it much ado about nothing or... Yeah, I don't see a big deal about it. You know, Vlad hates the Yankees. Um, he likes playing against them. He wants to play them tough. Yeah. He kind of wants like a rivalry to, to start. But, you know, you're the Blue Jays, buddy. Who, who are the Blue Jays? You, you have a good win. team now. Yeah, you, you got to win them. They've never won. They haven't yeah. won since fucking Joe Carter. Like, they haven't won since yeah. Dave Winfield and Ricky Henderson were up there. They haven't won forever. They haven't won a playoff game in a million years. I... I agree. They talk a lot for for a team that that just misses or doesn't make the playoffs every year or, or bows out early. So, I, I agree. It's, and don't get me wrong; they have a good team, but there's nothing there, you know. Offensively, they're a very good team. They don't have enough pitching. Um, Manoa showed that he's human this year, even though he pitched. Now, see, here's the thing: Manoa's pitched horrible all year long. He pitched great against us, but did he pitch great against us, or is it just because our offense is so it's bad horrible. right now yeah. that it looked like he pitched good because he got rocked his last time out by Houston, and most of his starts this year, he's looked awful. I think we're giving him too much credit. I don't think it was a great performance. I just think our offense is that bad right now. So we're, we're stuck in the mud offensively, um, and they got to start giving some of these guys days off. Judge played every game. Rizzo's played almost every game. They're going to start benching some of these guys. So in the middle of this this offensive struggle that we're going to have, there's going to be a day where they're going to have Aaron Judge sit out and the fans' heads are going to explode because you're going to have Franchi Cordova or like last night, you're going to have Aaron Hicks get a start. And he... I don't know what you do with Hicks. I... I, I, I they're giving him at-bats. Do he doesn't it. perform. You don't give him at-bats, he doesn't perform. He doesn't want to be a pinch hitter. I don't know what you do. Buy him out and just let him go. Like, I, I said it last week during the show. I think he would benefit from going out to the minors, although his ego would never let him do it. I think if he went down there with the right attitude and said, I just want to go down there and play and get away from the booze and actually have fun, maybe it would help him. But I don't know. I'm watching. I, I'm sure you were locked into the Rangers game last night. Did they win, by the way? Nope, they lost. Okay, so 
I have shown you were locked in. Lean. I have shown that I was one of the few people watching the actual Minnesota Yankee game. Sonny Gray, our ex, uh, our, our ex player that couldn't do it for us, pitched great against us. But did he? I don't know. And then Joey Gallo, our ex uh, teammate, blasts one, hits a moonshot, and uh, the camera, the the microphones pick up him running back to the dugout. And you can clearly hear a Yankee fan go, "Why didn't you do that for us in New York?" <laughs> Which was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it was as bad as it could get last night. Like that was it was it was a punch in the nuts last night because Sonny Gray and. You know, the Twins are not good. They're not a good team, and they made us look really foolish last night. So, again, it all starts with starting pitching. Uh, Rito wasn't terrible last night. It wasn't his fault we lost. We can't score any runs, man. We can't score any runs, and it's really bad. So, as far as the Blue Jays, to put a pit in that, um, it's fine. I mean, we don't really have a rivalry with the Red Sox anymore. I can't remember the last problem that we had with them. Tyler Austin. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's been a while. So I would say that the Blue Jays are more of a rival right now. Um, and they're a younger team and they're feisty. Um, I, I would hope they'd see us at full strength because we are far from full strength. We're at like 50% right now. I, mean, I would say missing, less than 50. Well, you figure what? We're missing We're missing two or three arms in the bullpen, right? Canely, um, Efros, somebody else. We're missing three guys in the bullpen. We're missing two starters, Rodon and Sevi. We're missing a center fielder. We're missing our third baseman. When we're missing our everyday DH slash outfielder. Like, we're missing a lot of guys. These are big And they're guys. our top guys. Top producing yeah. guys. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, I'm not panicking as far as the Yankee fans might be. Like, I'm not. I was prepared for this. It's a 10-game road trip, but no days off. I was prepared for it to be kind of ugly. Um, we come to Tampa at the end of next week. I'm going to get up there to one of those games. So, I'll get a first-hand view of the quote-unquote greatest team ever, the Rays. Um, and we'll see what they look like. But I think Yankee fans need to temper their expectations. Like, until we get some of these guys back, it's going to be brutal. Now, Bader, I cannot stress how key that is to get him back. To get an outfielder, starting outfielder every day that can play every day out there is huge for us because it shifts everybody back over. It puts Judge back where he needs to be in right field, takes some some weight off of his shoulders. Um, you can put Cabrera in left field, and then you can start actually rotating a Franchi Cordova or, or – how do I say his name? Franchi Cordero. Cordero. You can start rotating these other guys instead of using them every day as starters. So, uh, Willie Willie Calhoun, I'm sorry, he needs to be sent back down. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen when uh, Bader comes back. I'm assuming he'll be the guy that'll go, um, not Frenchie, because at least Frenchie got shown that he's got pop in his bat. Um, and he's a lefty bat. Yeah, so for I'm sure he'd be the option, like pinch hit late situations that you bring back. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Well, Tampa, again, like I said, everyone's getting really excited about the Rays. I just don't get it. I, I just think they're, you know, their offense is a fluke. They, they dropped their home run streak last night as far as a home run in every game, finally. Did you see the play Franco made running in yes. the territory? It's pretty impressive. That was a pretty impressive play. It was like Jorge Posada catching oh, that foul ball with his bare hands. Over the, over, don't get me started on our trap again, but going running over the fucking bullpen in the middle of the, oh, it's awful. It's awful. So it looks like the A's are all locked up to go to uh, Vegas. What do you yes, think, Yes, I saw that. Like they, they bought their land off the strip. They're pretty much set to go. It's just a matter of making it move. And now I'm hearing more and more that uh, the Utah will be another expansion team, too, yep. looking to go into Utah. So baseball looking to expand a little bit. Nothing confirmed, of course, but I think everybody pretty much knows that the, the Las Vegas thing is done with uh, the A's. And that'll be good for them because I think they'll spend money once they get there. Do you think so they'll change their name, though, to the Aces? No, no I, think I think it'll be, be the A's. A's. Yeah, and I saw, I, saw, I saw somebody in the 
media out there has already put out the logo and it's identical. It's exactly the same. They just replaced the Oakland in the circle and put Las Vegas. And it looks natural, like you can barely see any difference. I think they'd be crazy to change it. That's a historic, proud franchise with, you know, with the way that they were in the 70s with all the crazy colors and the styles and stuff. They'd be they'd be crazy to change it. Like, if it was a true expansion team coming into Las Vegas, then of course you make it whatever you want. But no, I think, plus the, the little fan base that you do have would, would rebel. Could you imagine if the Raiders went and changed your name to like the Gamblers or something from the Raiders? It'd be it'd be it'd be a mess. It'd be an absolute mess. So no, I don't think they will. All right. Well, oh, one more thing I wanted to start. I was telling them before the game. It's a pretty cool story. I'm read it for you. I'm sure most of the Yankee fans have heard it though. Uh, Anthony Volpe was just about to basically make his first big league move. So he's, he got called up this right before you know the opening day. Uh, it was the day before opening training, uh, opening day, and Volpe went to the store to get suits because you know there's a dress code for the yankees he's got he's got to wear suits and stuff like that so he's in manhattan at a suit shop getting fitted with actual custom suits so he can wear on his first road trip um as the 21 year old went through his selections he noticed that the tailor was making several phone calls as volpe was preparing to pay the tailor told him to put his money away quietly uh, Aaron Judge had called and said he was going to take care of the bill for him. So Judge bought all his uh, suits and stuff, which was pretty cool uh, on his part. Now, creepy thing is, I don't know how he knew where he was at that exact yeah. time, what suit shop, but maybe they maybe he like, probably you know, told him like, "Hey, probably, go to yeah, this pr- place." Probably a recommendation, yeah, or something like that. I know um, CC was good with that. Montgomery told the story how CC went out and bought him all his first suits and stuff like that. And he would do that for a lot of the young kids that were coming up on their first road trip. He'd take care of them, you know, send them there. And he dropped big money on like really expensive tailored suits for all the kids coming up. So, um, listen, I, I guess we can talk a little bit about it, but Judge has been struggling as well. He's swinging at bad pitches again. He's swinging at that low pitch in the dirt. Uh, he doesn't seem to be locked in. I don't know if he's just tired because he has played every game. Um, but I'll just put it out there in the universe, guys. He looks he looks very mortal lately. And you know it's bad when Judge is swinging at that low pitch. When he's swinging at that pitch out of the zone low and not seeing the ball, that's how you know he's 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 reaching and struggling. So not that I'm concerned yet, but just putting it out there. His defense has been stellar. He's doing everything else you need to do. But much like a lot of the other team right now, the offense is very weak. So I can't see the timer going. Yeah. The timer's not on. Okay, good. So. All right, so let's get to this date in Yankee history. In 1903, Dylan, 1903, not going on in 1903, the New York Highlanders won their first major league game, 7-2 decision over the Washington Senators, and the New York Highlanders would become the New York Yankees. Um, the original name of this podcast was the Highlanders podcast. So, um, yeah, I, I liked the Highlanders. I actually liked the old uh, logo. If you ever get a chance to see it, it's kind of like uh, a weird well, NY okay. Yeah, they've got a couple different ones that are cool, but the Highlanders I thought was cool. It's kind of like a burgundy circle with a brown, and just says kind of Highlanders in script. Like for the 1900s, it was a pretty cool logo. So, um, and that's where the NY came from. It was kind of like a broken cursive NY before it was split or, okay. or overlapped over two. So, uh, 1903 is when it all went down there. So, all right, let's see what else we got to talk about baseball. That 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 before we get to our other stuff here. What do you think about Rizzo standing up for his boy there in that situation, huh? Telling him, shut your mouth and run the first base? I think he had to do it. You know, it's a young guy. He's stepping up. Rizzo's kind of the team leader. One of the core guys now, you know? Yeah, yeah. The awkward thing is then Vlad's got to go stand next to him at first base. 
which I thought was cool. I'm like, all right, well, now they got to stand. Now they got to I'm not worried about Rizzo. Rizzo's a big dude. I think he can take care of himself. And yeah. Vlad's, Vlad's a whole lot of talk. He's a, yeah. pudgy, he's a pudgy bastard. I'm not really worried about him in a fight. But I just think, um, yeah, Rizzo's like, what are you staring? You can, you can just pull his on his little hair. Just pull on his lips. Oh, yeah, or just throw a Snickers bar the other way. I'm sure he would chase him. <laughs> Anyway, you can't uh, even play third base anymore. Have you, you seen the from third Have base. you seen the renovations in Toronto yet? Have you seen? Yeah, they, they changed it? the wall a little bit, right? I haven't seen it yet. I keep hearing about it. I figure I was going to wait until um we play them up in Toronto to really pay attention to it. But my buddy, who's a Rays fan, said they played. He said it looks completely different. It looks really cool. And then he then he embarrassed himself by saying, "Hey, did you know they put a hotel in out there?" I was like, dude, the, uh, the, the hotel's been there for the years. Been there the whole time. The stadium's been there. David Cohen actually lived in the hotel when he got traded mid-season to the Blue Jays. He mm. said he he said he went there and just lived in the hotel, would eat all his meals in the hotel, and just walked out to the stadium for games. So, all right. So listen, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We have a lot to do. We're far from done. We got what's bothering Dylan. We got mailbag questions. We got up and in. We got trivia. Dylan Dylan has to redeem himself. Dylan hey, took his first loss last episode he is let's see one two three four five weeks we've been tracking it he's four and one so we're gonna i'm still so upset can, about the rockies question we're gonna see if he can redeem himself he, he has not I, i'll let all you guys know he has not protested the game there's been no official protest in with the league so um it, the loss is lost he's just gotta own it so the trivia league that being said <laughs> don't go too far guys we're gonna be right back in just a minute guys thanks for sticking with us we are back we're gonna jump right into trivia here because i feel dylan is chomping at the bits to redeem his his pathetic performance from last week atrocious i say say pathetic but dylan you were one in four last week that was atrocious oh that's awful are you ready to redeem yourself for 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 your for your family's good name (laughs) hopefully i'm not like the yankees right now because i i I feel you embarrass yourself it was just a fluke it had to be a fluke okay okay all right well let's see i'm gonna give you Start you up with a softball because I want to. I want to see you get back on that that boat, that winning boat. So let's see. Let's see. Right, look at here. I got a lot to choose from. All right, here we go. Well, see, I don't want to trick you. Some of these are tricky, and I feel awful trying to trick you. All right, we'll do one. All right, this is from 2016. Okay, are you ready? Yep. What pitcher threw the only no-hitter of the 2016 MLB season? This is the only pitcher, the only one in that whole season. Was it Rick Porcella, Max Scherzer, Jake Arrieta, or Dallas Keuchel? Which one of these four players threw the only no-hitter in 2016? Rick Porcella, Max Scherzer, Jake Arrieta, or Dallas Keuchel? Let's hear your thought process, though. Sometimes right, that so, helps us work it out here. So Jake Arrieta had a great season in 2016, but I don't I don't remember him ever throwing a no-hitter. Okay. Um, Rick Porcello is kind of a wild card because he was, he was all right, but 
those are the guys that throw no hitters. Like those are the guys that, that sometimes surprise you. Like they just have average careers, but they have it on one day, one good day. Yeah. And then Max Scherzer, he could have always thrown a no hitter, but I don't, I don't remember that ever happening. So Dallas, Dallas Keuchel won the Cy Young in 2016, I believe. But did he throw a no hitter? Well, that's the question you have to answer, sir. I'm going to say I'm going with the wild card in Rick Porcello. Rick Porcello, is that your final answer, sir? Yes. It is Jake uh, Arrieta throws the only no-hitter of 2016. So, Dylan, not off to a good start, sir. He, he misses the first one. He is in the hole. All right, are you ready for another one? Here we go. Who was the first pitcher to win the Cy Young Award in both the American League and National League? Won them in both. Ooh. Okay. Was it Roy Halladay, Pedro Martinez, Gaylord Perry, or Max Scherzer? Won the Cy Young in both leagues. First player to ever do it. Roy Halladay, Pedro Martinez, Gaylord Perry, one of the greatest names in the history of baseball, and Max Scherzer. What mm. do you think? This arguably another tough question. This is another tough one. It's not. It's not. It's not a gimme. But listen, so, we play. We play all nine innings at this level here, sir. So right off the bat, I think I'm going to eliminate Max Scherzer. Okay. Because he did play for the Tigers, but I don't think he ever won a Cy Young. I don't think he was ever really that I like, good. I like your thinking. I like where your brain's at. Eliminate the easy eliminations. Go ahead. Okay, and then. Gaylord Perry, I have no idea because all I remember him being on is the Giants, so I have no idea. Okay, so he would be a complete guess. Uh, Roy Holiday played for the Phillies and the Blue Jays. Blue Jays, he was, yes. he was very good for both, so that's yes. a very plausible answer. Pedro Martinez was on the Expos. Yes. And the, and Red, the Red Sox. Sox. And yes. I don't. I don't know if he was ever that good on the Expos. That's like a long time it's ago. very early in his career. Yeah. He wasn't there very long. So I'm going to go with Roy Holiday. Final answer is Roy Holiday and Dylan. I hate to tell you, it was Gaylord Perry. Yeah, I would have never no got history, that. But I never got it. All right, Dylan. Well, what team did he play for on the American it League? It does not. I don't have that information here. I'm sorry, sir. Our researchers did not give me that information. All right, I will tell you this. Unfortunately, you're in a spot here, Dylan. You've gotten the first two wrong. You need to go three for three on these next three to win this. So I'm going to look here. Okay. I got to be honest with you, man. None of these are easy. None of these are gimmies. I'm looking for a softball here for you, but there's none. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe. Hmm. All right. I mean, I got one from 2017. Let's go with it. Are you ready? I guess. All right. Come on. Here we go. What Pittsburgh Pirate was hit by four pitches in four consecutive plate appearances in 2017? He was a Pittsburgh Pirate, and he got hit four straight times up to bat in 2017. Was it Chad Cole, David Freeze, Josh Harrison, or Antonio Bastaro? Got hit four times. Came up four times, got hit four times with consecutive appearances. So boom, 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 boom. 2017. Now I realize it's just going to be a guess. So Unless, yeah, yeah. So, so Chad Cool, I think, is a pitcher. Okay. Ah, so we can eliminate him, and I will tell you that you're correct to eliminate him. Okay. Okay. 
So David Freeze, David Josh Freeze, or Antonio Mastaro. I don't even remember David Freeze being on the Pirates in 2017. He was. Huh. Josh Harrison, I could see. Um, I don't even know who Antonio Bastardo is. So. I kind of want to pick him just because of his name. <laughs> okay, well, listen, that's that's a route you can go. Listen, when you're when you're coming on a losing streak, you gotta try anything. You gotta do something crazy just to break the streak. But it's your call. So, uh, is it Harrison or is it Bastardo? Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Bastardo. It was Harrison, though. Harrison oh was four God. straight appearances. Dylan, oh for three. Now, will you salvage yourself with these two, or is your it doesn't system, even matter it, at this point? But 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 well, no, because remember, we're tracking your percentage for the year. So, you want to try to get these two, even though it's a loss, to make up for your season standings. So you want to you because we're going to get you a full batting average. Once we get to a hundred questions, we're going to be able to come up with a natural batting average for you for your percentage. So. All right, here we go. Question number four. In 1979, who did the Phillies make the highest paid player in all of baseball? 1979. Was it Mike Schmidt, Steve Carlton, Greg Lezinski, or Pete Rose? Who was the highest paid player by the Phillies in 1979? Made him the highest paid player in baseball. Schmidt, Carlton, Lezinski, or Pete Rose? It's got to be Carlton because he's a pitcher, right? He was a pitcher, yes. Are you going to go with Carlton? I'm locking it in. Locking it in, and it's incorrect. It was Pete Rose. Came over from the Cincinnati Reds as a free agent, got a huge contract, and Pete Rose was the answer. All right, Dylan, well, listen. Now it's just pathetic. Now, now I need you to at least get one just to – Just give me a Sandy I'm Koufax just, question I'm, no, I'm get just it gonna, over with. <laughs> I'm just going to give you this one as a complete guess, just, but it's a fun one. What was the nickname for Cleveland Municipal Stadium, which served as the Indians' home from 1932 to 1993 before they moved to the Jake? Was it the Swamp, the Cathedral Baseball, the Brickyard, or the Mistake by the Lake? Right, you can get rid of the – let's get rid of the Cathedral right away because that's Yankee Stadium. That is the nickname, the Cathedral in the Bronx. I like the, the thing the by swamp, the lake. The Brickyard, or the Mistake by the Lake. I, think, I like Mistake by the Lake. You are correct, Dylan. Hey. Mistake by the Lake. Dylan goes one for four this week. We're going to lock that in. So that's two consecutive one and four weeks for Dylan, unfortunately. Not a great... What, what do you think the problem is, Dylan? What, what's going on? Is it the questions? Am I going too far back for you, or is it just, just, just bad luck? Um... I don't think it's the, the time because you've gotten through the series of deduction. You've gotten some of these older questions right. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, uh, I don't know, just, just. I think it's just know. bad, bad luck. Bad luck. All right, well, we'll listen. it up to that. You get off, you get off the snide next week and, 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 and you take another shot at it. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. I have, I have, I'll, I'll give you, how about an extra credit, extra credit question here. Okay. Top 10 active home run leaders. Can you give me five of the top 10 active home run leaders of all time? So career-wise, total number of home runs we're talking. But they're, they're still play. playing. They're still this... playing right now. Okay. Can you give me five of the top 10 active home run leaders? Give you some current questions. To... It's got to be Nelson Cruz because he's played for a million years. Nelson Cruz, 459. He is number two on the list. Okay. Um... Trying to think who played for a long time. Looking for DHs. 
Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera, number one on the list, 507. So you got number one and number two right off the bat, Dylan. Okay. Can you get me three more of the top ten? Hmm. I want to say Aaron Judge. Okay. Aaron Judge not in the top ten just yet. Ooh. I will tell you that the tenth player is at 287. The top player, Miguel Cabrera, is 507. So it's mm-hmm. a big disparity between one and ten. So, uh, let's see who else we got here. Uh, you're missing some obvious ones. Maybe, maybe Stanton's on that list. Stanton is number three on that list, 378. Now you've gotten number one, number two, and number three. Number three. Uh, so give me two more, two more of the top one run active players right now. See, I'm trying to think of old people because they've been here. I know? like what you went with Judge, though, because Judge has hit a ton of them in a short period a ton. of time. Yes, including 62, so you would think that that combined with his other years, but he's also missed some time, too, so. Yeah. All right, uh, two, two more, Dylan. Think think all-time great players in the game right now. You're missing one big key one. One big key one. Yeah, maybe considered the best player in baseball right now or close to it. Shohei Otani is not... No, on that no. list. But who else play? Who plays with Otani? Oh, Mike Trizzy. Mike Mike Trout, number four at three fifty. I'll just go down the rest of the Bryce list Harper. Here. Bryce Harper not on the list. Whoa. Uh, Mike Trout at three fifty. Joey Votto three forty two. Evan uh, Longoria three thirty one. Paul Goldschmidt three fifteen. Nolan Arenado two ninety nine. Freddie Freeman two ninety two. And Andrew McCutcheon two eighty seven. Oh, McCutcheon. There's a big difference between first and last, so. I'm surprised sure. Aaron Judge doesn't have more home runs than Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon's been around for a long time. I think he's like yeah, 16, but he, he 17 hits like years in the 10 league. home runs a year. No, when he was when he was in his prime Pittsburgh years, he was he was hitting some some dingers. Dylan, I will tell you, let me give you some more thoughts before we get to what's bothering Dylan. I forgot to mention I went to another minor league game this week. Uh Fort Myers Mighty Muscle, the affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. Um, and a couple things, a couple takeaways that I have from the game. I told you last time I went about the pie slice that they have separating um, the shift so you can't go past it in there. there. They were also using the automated strike zone that night that I was there. So the robot umps were being used. Um, and one other thing I oh man, that's, it's, it's completely gone out of my Slipping mind. your mind? Yes, it was a decent game. It was a fun game. I mean, minor league games are always pretty cool. Um, it was firework night, so there was a whole maybe thousand people in the crowd. It was you know, nice. never never a lot of people there. But um they were playing the Dunedin the not the Dunedin Blue Jays, they were playing the Marlins affiliate, which were the uh Jupiter Hammerheads. So they're pretty That's cool, cool pretty cool uniform, yeah, with a with a logo on it. And I got into a conversation with a couple of the hammerheads over their bullpen, because their bullpen kinda hangs over the stands. So like the third day I just started bullshitting with a couple of the guys and they were telling me how uh the new minor league system where they play the same team for a full week. Ever since the COVID years, they changed the schedule. They used to do like the major leagues where you do three games against this team, four games. Now you do six straight games against the mm. same team so that you do less trips. So you only do one trip away to that stadium all year and they do one trip to you all year rather than break it up into two. I guess that's um, cool. Yeah, he said the problem with it is though, it's you get so predictable towards the end of the six games that you know, you're very familiar with the team at that point, like scouting wise, because you've yeah. seen everything that they had. So, but one thing I did want to mention is they were also testing out a new rule, which was um, 
not you have to leave your starting pitcher in five innings or you lose your DH for the rest of the game. Hmm. So it's another rule that they're trying in the league this year. Um, I wondered your thoughts on it. So it would essentially eliminate openers. And that's what they're trying to test and see if they can do. So basically your starter pitches five innings or six through nine, you don't have a DH anymore. What do you think, sir? Uh, I mean, I don't too much it makes everything more complicated but with all these new rules i guess that's what they're kind of going for they kind of want you know the classic game to come back no more yeah i'm not i'm not a fan of this one i don't think it's a good idea um yeah you're gonna have teams just leaving pitchers out there getting hammered because mm. they're not gonna want to lose their dh or have risk having pitchers back for the rest of the game so or burn their bench out so i think this is one that's a mistake one thing that i did also see that they're proposing is the pie lines um, and, and the infield, the little pie slice that points out, talking about having those lines go from second base and extend all the way out to the outfield walls so that not only could your infielders not break that plane, but your three outfielders have to stay in the three positions in the outfield, which I thought would be a good idea because you saw the Yankees, game, if you saw the Yankees Blue Jays game this week, they brought in an extra infielder from the outfield. So that's still kind of shifting in a sense where it was bases loaded, nobody out, so they just went with two outfielders. It's not they haven't really done anything to, to legislate outfielders moving around yet. And by doing this, it would kind of make sure that your outfielders had to stay in those same lines. So I will tell you it's a hassle. They have to, you know, in the fifth or sixth inning, whenever they rake the infield, like you know, they, they come out and rake everything, get it ready. You know, the Yankees do the YMCA guys come out. They eliminate that line, so they have to re-chalk that line. So it does take some time, like in the middle of the game to do that. But um, I will tell you also the minor league clock is different. They've gone to 13 seconds in between pitches and 18 seconds with man on base. So they've actually cut a couple more seconds off yeah. of what the major leagues are using this year. And it is not a problem. Like, and with the automated strike zone, every, you know, I will tell you this. When people have various opinions of the automated strike zone and will they like it, not like it. I will tell you as a fan, I loved it because even though I might not have been able to see the pitch from where I was sitting, I trusted that, that it was right. I just knew it was right. So like, if it was a strike, it was a legit strike. It there's no arguing it. Yeah, there's no, it was what it was. So there's no like, ah, like, you know, you sit, every, every, every person does this. They go to an actual game and there's, they're sitting right field, fucking 60 rows back. And there's a pitch and they go, oh, that was a strike. How the fuck can you tell? You can't tell if that's a strike. And maybe at home when you're watching an HD and they've got a little yeah, box you're over that tells you, feet yeah. Away. There's no way you could tell. But I found it, like, by the third inning, it took me completely out of worrying about the pitches. I was just like, oh, okay, plus me the strike. So, I don't know. I'm good experience, guys. If you don't, if you have a minor league team near you, you really need to get to a game. It is, it is pure baseball. Baseball is one of those sports where you can still sit and I can have a conversation with two of the, the, the Marlins prospects, you know, for a half inning, just bullshitting about nothing. And they'll talk to you because they're bored out of their mind and they're in the bus league. So, um, you know, it's a little different when they send like that. Last time I was there, they had, um, it was Blanco was down or somebody was down on a rehab start. So whenever there's a major league person down there, it gets a little different. But when it's just the kids down there, it really is fun to just watch baseball. And they're playing baseball for the love of it, for the most part. Did you see the video of the Pirates kid guy that got called up? Yes. 33 years old. That was a pretty cool story. They, they had a follow-up video of him actually going into the clubhouse to get his jersey and just kind of looking around and taking it all in. I mean, that's 
I, I don't care That's what cool. you say. I, I get choked up whenever I see something like that. I mean, the guy played 1,500 games in the minor leagues and never got called up, but he's 33 years old. And he looks 33 years old. Like, he looks like a dad. Yeah. And he got called up and he's going to play a game. Remind me of that movie. Was it The, the Rookie? Or, uh, yes. Or, yeah, where he gets called up. So I get choked up watching that movie, too. It's pretty impressive. So All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Dylan. Dennis Quaid, right? Was Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Dennis Quaid, and I remember the actual pitcher he played pitching against us against the Yankees. So I remember the actual guy doing because I remember actually listening to John Sterling tell the story on radio. I must have been listening on radio telling the story about you know when he came into pitching relief against us. Like, oh, this guy was a teacher and blah blah blah. And... <laughs> Excuse me. All right, Dylan, it's your time to shine, sir. What's bothering Dylan this week? So I got I got two this week. So first, I kind of touched on at the beginning of our show here. I am suffering greatly from allergies, seasonal allergies, pollen. Um, it, it's rough. And it kind of hit me like one day, like really hard, you know, like spring started and it was just like, bang, you know, you can't breathe out of your nose. You got to sneeze all the time. And it, and it takes a while for my medicine to like start kicking in. What, but, what medicine do you, do you take? Prescription or over the counter? What do you take? I take Claritin. I'm a Claritin okay. person. Okay. Um, gotcha. But that's another thing. It's expensive, and I got to keep buying it. And you know, this it's only like 15 little uh, little pills. You know, those, I got to keep so, buying so them. The, for those of you just listening, he shows up. Um, Dylan just showed us his uh, box. It is Walmart brand. Walmart they do brand. work. Yes, Walmart brand. Um, but I don't want to keep spending money on it. But I, I can't just sit there and just not be able to breathe. So that that frustrates me. Well, yeah, not breathing is is a hassle, though. Yes, I can see that being a problem. Yes, breathing is a is an, an allergy. Thank goodness I don't have them. Knock on wood. So I don't know what it's really about, but I equate it to like having a cold, but you're not really sick. Yeah, and it's just because so this that's... little little thing gets in your nose, and your body's like, "Oh, it's gonna kill me." Ugh. Well, I, I I blame your parents for having weak genes, having weak yeah. immune systems. That's it. Because but I will the... say, go ahead. I was gonna say the weird thing was I went to South Carolina this past week, and I had no allergies at all. No problem. Well, the no. air is different. Yeah. Yeah, but there's like pollen everywhere, like on the cars that are like. Covered there's definitely in pollen. pollen in the south, yeah, because my car every day is covered in yellow. So. I don't know. Maybe it's just northern pollen. Dylan, I don't know what we can do. I don't think there's a solution for you, sir. I think you just got to suck it up. There's Maybe I'll just cut my nose off like Michael Jackson. That's a, that's a way to go. It's a <laughs> route to go. Isn't there no like shot you can get that like lasts all season or? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm making that up from dead from 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 nowhere. But I would assume that like technology wise, it'd be something to like alleviate it. I don't know. the The only other thing I can think of is buying more expensive medicine that works better. But that's I don't want to keep doing that. Well, yeah. You know, listen, but comfort. How much is your comfort worth? That's what we're talking about. So, what's yeah. the other thing that's bothering you, sir? The other thing that bothers me is hockey, right? <laughs> so. There's this thing in hockey where if you're down by one or two goals, you know, yes. and you're in the last couple minutes of the third period, the you last pull, period, you can pull your goalie. You pull your goalie and you yes. get another uh, first round advantage. Yes. It never works. I've never seen it work once at all in my whole entire time of watching hockey these past four years. It, I've never seen it work, but they always do it. And it always bothers me because they get maybe like, 
four shots on the other team's net and then all of a sudden one of their players gets the puck and launches it half ice right into the net like it just makes no sense but i, I don't know it uh, I, it does, isn't it pretty isn't it interesting like sometimes doesn't like a goalie actually score or something didn't i see a highlight of something like yeah that? Like sometimes the goalie can just like send it up the ice, one down the ice yeah I mean, I understand why they're doing it when you're down by multiple goals anyway. What is the really point? Like, you, you're just. But if you're down by one, why even risk it? Yeah, if you're down by one, it's well. If you only have a couple seconds left, I mean. No, but they do it like three minutes. Like, they have three minutes left and they. Well, I understand the thinking because the thinking is like, well, we, we can't. If we give up another goal, it's over anyway. Like, we're down by one. If we give up another goal, we're def- the game's definitely already over. So our most more important focus is trying to get a goal back. So I, I I hear I hear both sides of it. I guess I mean I don't know. I'm not a big hockey guy. So what is the Rangers series at, sir? For all of our New York fans, they're tied two two now. Going tied. Back to New Jersey. Didn't they dominate the first two games against the Devils? Yep. The Devils changed their goalie, and that changed the whole series. So. Wow, I wasn't aware of those. And New York Fever, honestly, a lot going on in New York sports. We can touch on real quick. So Aaron Rodgers officially. A New York Jet now, yep. and the New York Knicks have continued to roll. The, the streets are going crazy. With crazy I think they're New three Yorkers and one. Pumped up, three and one. And uh, my Brooklyn Nets were uh, so uns- unceremoniously kicked to the curb as they got swept. Um, but a good time for New York sports, man. You got a lot going on. You got with the Islanders. Are they out now? Uh, I don't know if they lost last night or not. Okay, so you had. I'm I mean, sure. I mean, if you think about it, you had the Islanders. You had the Nets. Or they played the tonight, I think. So it was a good time for New York sports, man. It's been it's been different than the last couple of years where there's not a lot going on. All right, while well, Don looks that up, let's get to some mailbag questions here. Um, and again, if you guys want to reach out to the show, very easy to do. It's they Rich Corey Yanks. They played tonight. Okay, so that series not over yet. RichCoreyanks at gmail.com uh, or Rich Corey Yanks, all the socials hit us up. Um, I got a couple comments about the YouTube page, guys. Um, I stopped posting the videos because I had some technical issues for a couple weeks. And um, honestly, we weren't getting a very big response on the YouTube videos. Um, But if, I mean, we could potentially do it again. I do have every episode cataloged on video. It's just a matter of if I want to upload it or not and put it up there. Um, But the numbers didn't seem to lead to a lot of people were actually consuming the show that way. Didn't really tweak our numbers one way or the other. But if I get enough requests, like guys, let me know if you guys really want it. Um, Let me know and we'll put it up there. That's not a problem. I I think I'm leaning more towards using YouTube stuff just for... The shorts uh, were good. We did good on shorts. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking maybe like just actual games that we go to and stuff like that. I'll post stuff up like that and uh, we'll, we'll keep doing it that way so that maybe games that don't go to games that i go to stuff that we can post like that so uh, rather than the whole shows all right so thomas from pittsburgh Dylan asks uh volpe has started to hit a little and his defensive base running have been good so far what do you think his numbers will look like at season end assuming he stays healthy so dylan mm-hmm. give me a pr- projection right now now that you've seen a little bit of volpe what do you think at the end of the year would his numbers be and what would you be happy with so give me a realistic number, and then what would you be happy with? So I think he's going to hit below 250, I'm going to be right. honest. Maybe like 243 or something like that. Maybe maybe like 12 home runs. Okay. You know? And stolen bases, I think he can get, you know, I think he can get a lot if he gets on base, that is. Yeah. That's that's his problem. He has a problem getting on base. If he's on base, he's a problem. 
I think he's eight for eight stolen bases. I think. Yeah. I think he's been caught yet this year. So. So what he, about he, our, what about ribbies? Ribbies, uh, he's been batting at the top of the order. I don't think he's going to have very many. Maybe like fifty something. All right. So say 50, 12 home runs, two forty. Say stolen bases. What would you say? I mean, high twenties, high twenties, low thirties. Um, would you be happy with those numbers? Uh, I'd be happy. You know, I don't think the hype was too much for yeah. him. I feel like he they hyped him up too much. You know, I, he has a chance to be good, but I don't think he's there yet. I really think he could use another half a year in AAA. Yeah, my, opi- my opinion. And I said that when we first called him up. I said just hold him back until May so that you get the extra year of service time. I thought we were pressing the issue, bringing him up. Um, I think it was more to calm the fans down from all the injuries, um, give people some optimism. Yeah, like a distraction. Yeah, it did do that. I get that. And if the Yankees are willing to bite the extra year, when you're talking about his progression, he just looks like he needs to see more game action at a higher level. And he seems a little overwhelmed right now. And that's normal for a kid that only played 20-something games at AAA. Um, Number-wise, I'd say you're right in line batting average. I think you're going to end up in the two low twos for batting average. I think he hits a few more home runs. I think he's going to get his streak because he has shown he's got some pop. Um, I think he's going to go opposite field for some of these dingers. And I would say I think he could get 18 to 20 home runs. I think he could get 20 potentially. Um, Ribbies, I agree with you. If they continue to bat him lead off, he's not going to have a huge opportunity to do that. So I think 50 is a gift. Um, but I'll stay with 50 as, as far as that's concerned. And I think he could easily steal 30 bases. He's a very good base runner. It's probably the best part yeah. of his game, is base running, that I've seen so far. Um, his defense is better than I thought. He's played very solid defense. Um, he knows how to take pitches and draw walks. He just seems like he's a little more aggressive right now. He doesn't seem he's content with taking walks. He wants to put the ball in play and he wants to get hits. And I think he's pressing. And you all know in baseball, when you press, bad things happen. So... That's our that's our uh, take on Volpe Thomas. Thank you for the question. We appreciate it. And now to my favorite part of the, of the week, the up and in segment. And uh, I read these as they come in, guys. Again, people ask me why do I continue to do post uh, or talk about people that shit on us because it's funny. It is I funny. Think it, I think it's funny. And this guy's screen name alone, Honky Tonk Pete Seven Eight Nine. Yeah. So Honky Tonk. When you hear when you see when I say I got a message from Honky Tonk Pete. I'm already jacked. Like, he's already got me. I'm, I'm half in already. So here we go. First of all, I also agree that something needs to happen to fix competitive balance in MLB. Instead okay. of... Okay, good, right? Pete, yeah. Honky Tonk Pete agreeing with me. I went on my tirade, which I got to say, Dylan, before I get back to this, a lot of negative feedback about my proposal oh. of switching the divisions. People are not happy about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, instead of the crazy idea of adjusting the divisions by payroll... Maybe we could just let the highest teams each kick in a few bucks each to make you wait to make you two and the show go away. What do you think? Fifty bucks enough for each to make it happen? <laughs> so essentially, Honky Tonk Pete offering to kick in fifty bucks to get rid of the show, make the show go away. So um, I thought that was that was that was smart, Honky Tonk Pete. And I got to be honest with you, fifty bucks probably not enough. Yeah. Um, if you did if you did fifty per team. So 50 times the 30 teams in Major League Baseball, and we might be talking. Me and Dylan might go away for that much money. You yeah. can get us. You can get each. us each. Yeah, if you can get you can get us a G each. I think we'd we'd, we'd say goodbye to the show. I would take a grand just to go away. To walk away. Yeah, that's okay. They're buying no us problem. out. Like buy us out. Yeah, and I would just tell everybody that we were, 
we were we were uh, we were bought out. Somebody bought the show. They assumed the show for two grand. We sold it, and we would move on to our to our next endeavor. You know, we'd be doing a podcast about you know Marvel or something or whatever. It's or wrestling. Or wrestling, or yeah, we you know we just move on to something else. So Honky Tonk Pete seven eight nine. First of all, great screen name. Second of all, go go fly kite. Like the show isn't bad. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Go fly um, a kite. <laughs> yeah, go fly a kite. Our couple hundred people that listen to this show every week seem to like it. Um, and I do get feedback every week. So that means some people are not only listening, but they're interacting with the show. So Honky Tonk Pete, if it's not for you, uh, there's plenty of uh, other entertainment. You're like, listen, you, I'm sure there's some um, bestiality videos that you'd be into. Um, I'm sure there's other things that you could do to keep yourself occupied rather than listen to the show. But as long as you uh, click that button to download or listen to it, I'm a happy man, Pete. So anyway, uh, that being said, I think that's going to wrap up this edition of the Rich Coins Podcast. I will be, um, let me look at the schedule here. I will be in Tampa. I'm going to go to a game in St. Pete and see the Yanks. Uh, I think it's the end of next week. Let's see. We are in Minnesota, then Texas, and then in Tampa. So. I will be in St. Pete to see that abortion of the stadium called the Tropicana Field. It is absolutely hideous. Uh, it should be burned to the ground immediately. But since it's I got to ask you something, though. Yes, yes. Do you, when you go to these games, do you get yes. something from the concessions? Ah, this is a good question. Yeah. I am not your typical baseball fan. Now, I go to Yankee Stadium. Um, I, I have a real problem paying the prices for these things. Now, I'm a little older than Dylan, obviously. Uh, more than double his age. Just a little bit. A little bit. So, like, I've been going to games for a really long time. Like, I've been going to Yankee games since I'm, I don't know, seven, eight years old. So I can tell you, conservatively, the amount of money that I've probably spent in these ballparks is ridiculous. So I will say that when I go to games now, I do not. I buy a drink. That's the only thing that I usually buy. A beer? Uh, no, I usually buy, well, I'm usually driving, so I usually just buy a soda. A diet? Um, Yes, a diet soda. And I will usually... If I want to splurge, I'll buy some peanuts and just Ooh. make a, make a mess. Um, but usually, like minor league games now, I have to smuggle in sunflower seeds because they don't sell them. They don't sell here, sunflowers? They don't sell them. At, at, it's a stadium that I'm at down here, so I usually have to smuggle those in, not because I'm trying to be cheap, but because I can't get them there. So generally, I limit myself because you know you're going to overpay for everything that you do. So yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to pay $5 for a bottle of soda. So I'm okay with that. So one bottle of soda and then, you know, as something to snack on. But I will not buy like hot dogs or chicken fingers or fries or hmm. I'm fine with that. I'll usually eat before I go to the game or I'll eat afterwards. I'm there to watch the game. Like that's essentially yeah. what I'm there for. That is the actual. And I'm listening to the game. Like I said, so I'm listening to the audio. Um, I'm trying to interact with players, like trying to talk with players. So I can't do that when I'm wolfing down like a, a dollar hot dog. Like I was the last game I was at, it was, it was a dollar dog. It was dollar hot dog, dollar beer night. And I'm like, I think these people that are there for that are there for different reasons like guys that are sucking back 12 Coors Lights and 12 gray hot dogs and the hot dogs are gray these are not Yankee Stadium dogs these are awful so yeah it's not it's not really my thing I'm there for I'm there I'm there I'm there for a different purpose they're discounted okay. dogs and that's okay that's okay I remember bringing my son to a game last year I think it was maybe the year before and it was one of those dollar dog nights and he's like dollar dogs he's like, all right and he went and he got five and he opened up. He's like, "Dad, the fucking hot dog is gray. Why is it gray?" And I, I could like, never. I would never <laughs> see him eating five hot dogs, though. No, but he, he he was he was baffled that it was a dollar. So for him, it was just found out why. It was an incredible way. value. He didn't take one bite of one of them. So we ended up throwing away all five of his hot dogs because they were they were gray. And he was like, "This is ridiculous." 
and it is what it is. So, um, looking at the schedule, yeah, they go to Minnesota, Texas, and then home for Cleveland, and then on the road again for Tampa. So it's after their next homestand. They're actually not back. It's May fifth, sixth, and seventh. So I'll be at one of those games, probably. Friday night on the 5th, I will go because I don't like day games. Not that it matters in the drop anyway, but so I will report back to all you guys. So, all right. Well, that being said, guys, thank you again for listening to the show. Any questions or feedback, hit us up. Let us know what you'd like to talk about. If you have any more complaints about um, my, my propose, it was just a proposal, realignment of the divisions to fix the competitive balance tax. Uh, you can go fly a kite with Honky Tonk Pete. So. But if, but if each team gave us fifty dollars, this would be bucks, the last episode. We're, we're gone. We're gone tomorrow. You, you want? There won't even be a goodbye edition. No. I'll, I'll put out a instant, tweet. Instant I'll put out a tweet. Be like, show's over. Why? We got two grand. We're done. It's a wrap. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Go Yanks. than you anticipated. Did it take a little bit of a bad hop at the last moment there? Um, I don't know. I don't think Goodwin Fielder's going to bad hop, so that's on me. Nagashioka was just talking about Gosman's splitter and, and just how difficult that pitch is to, to pick up from your vantage point when you were in the batter's box. Just how, how tough was that pitch? Yeah, he's a, he's a really good arm. And he's got plus stuff. The splitter's definitely plus, maybe plus plus. So um, I felt like our approach... Was, was pretty good going in, but um, when he's executing, he's got to try and battle. So, and you've been on a pretty good stretch lately, offensively, prior to today. But how are you feeling in general at the plate? Yeah, good. Like I said, I feel like going into the games, um, the scouting and everything, and the process has definitely been good. So, um, regardless of the results, I feel like if we keep stacking days like that, stacking pitchers stacking at bats and everything else will come. You guys are three guys down in the lineup and I think have scored three or fewer in eight of your, eight of your last ten games. Uh, uh, what do you attribute that to? And I guess you'd like to get a hole at some point here. What's that? I said, like, what do you attribute that to? You guys have scored three or fewer runs in eight of your last ten games. I know you have some guys on the injured list. Uh, I guess you'd like to get your lineup hole at some point. Oh, but, but what do you um, attribute this to? No, I think it's just the ebbs and flows of baseball. It's a long season and like I said, I feel like if we just continue doing what we're doing, everything else will come around. And um, I don't think anyone's really definitely not panicking, but um, we're just going to keep working. You know, we just got to, again, overall, I think we're, we're playing really well, um, you know, you know, while we're obviously, you know, hoping and waiting on guys to get back but it's allowed other guys to step up and they've done that so we just got to keep pushing right now when it's tough and and keep grinding away offensively Susan. what was working for Clark because strike one was very important to him obviously today yeah I mean he was just very aggressive I, I thought his sinker was really put him in a good place today um you know and then and then everything worked off of that so had a good slider going too but but the sinker um I thought you know, especially against a lot of their their good right-handed hitters, really put them in a good spot. Damn, I already know you had King up there for uh, in the sixth. Was there not enough time to get him ready for a Guerrero, or is that just? Yeah, um, yeah, and 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 I kind of wanted to give him one more hitter there, um, but Springer and Bichette's at bats kind of unfolded really quick. 
Um, so, you know, I was kind of going to have him up there for, for, for Vladdy potentially, but, you know, after we made the great play, a couple <clears throat> weak contact to start out the inning, I just wanted to uh, let him, you know, have a hit, have a hitter there and, and obviously cost us. Over to the left. For Clark, the, the cutter's been pitched that's been hit so far this season. He didn't use it a ton today. Is that a product of Toronto having so many righties in the lineup? Yeah. Yeah, more so that. Randy? On the Volpierre, did that, do you think it took a bad hop and hopped up a little higher on there? A little bit. You know, Anthony does such a good job with his feet, um, you know, whether it's charging a ball, moving that, you know, you, you get yourself in those positions. I thought maybe maybe a little stale and then it did pop up on him. Um, so it turned into a tough play. And what are you seeing from Judge of Betts? I know he, he's in the 240s now. I know he hit the ball hard twice yesterday. I think he had at least one or two good bats today. What, yeah. what are you seeing from him, though? Yeah, I mean, hit too hard yesterday, too hard today. Um, so, he, you know, he's not far off. Gary? Um, you said you wanted Schmidt to face that one last batter. And which, what went into that and him going through the order a third time? Because he hasn't gone that deep in many games. Just dealing. Yeah, just dealing. Anyone else? What were you saying to Vlad? Just, just walked to first base. It's, it's really, it wasn't much more than that. I just just took exception. Just going to back my teammate up. I, I, just staring him down like that. It was obviously an accident. And I get Vlad's side of being pissed off, getting hit. I've been hit, hit many a times. Is that partly just like a product of there being tense moments with these two teams in the past? No, no. I think they, they play their game, we play our game. Uh, and that's really it. Do you think there can be some carryover with this till tomorrow? Um, probably not. It's, I mean, they like I said, they play their game, we play our game. Um, they're a good team, we're a good team, and I think just naturally the intensity is always high. Greg, what was your reaction when Vlad was staring back out at the mound there? Um, you know, I, just, I was trying to make a pitch, and I kind of turned around and didn't really see what he was doing. Just saw him kind of standing there, and I don't really know what he was thinking, but, you know, I wasn't obviously wasn't trying to hit him. I just, you guys watched the game, I didn't have my best stuff tonight, and just losing command of the strike zone, so, yeah. What was the discussion on the field? Was there anything that you said, or were you just being talked to? Yeah, I didn't say anything. I, I just kind of walked back to the mound and just kind of stood there, just waited for a play to resume. Greg, what did it mean to you that uh, Rizzo kind of had your back walking down the line, talking to Vlad as he was staring at you? Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of teammate that he is, and I think that speaks to the kind of guys we got in this locker room. Um, everybody's got each other's back, and, you know, I'm thankful for that. Did you say anything to Vlad? Was no. There, no? Did, did he say anything to you? I didn't hear him say anything. How would you describe what the emotions are between these two teams here? Obviously, you're in the same division, uh, fighting for the same thing. Yeah, it's obviously a lot of stake, and, you know, I haven't been here that long, but you can feel the tension on the field and stuff like that, so, yeah. When you're coming in to face Vlad, what's the scouting report? What makes him so hard to, to get out? Um, you know, he swings pretty hard, so you got to put balls in good spots so he doesn't get a hold of one. So, yeah, I just got to get in on him and sliders away and stuff like that. Just keep moving the ball around.
Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> Like yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking bull. Gotta get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. How? I told him. <laughs>